fired up this evening I'm exhausted, barely breathing Holding on to what I believe And no matter what, you'll never take that from me Michael Trent, Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Hello, Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. It is good to be back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I hope everybody can hear me in the uh, out there in Radio Land uh, chat room. Please do let me know the crew here. Uh, the chat room, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Join the Red vs. Blue chat room every Friday night at 9 p.m., and uh, hopefully we can avoid these audio issues we've been having on old blog talk radio. But it is time uh, to, to figure things out or, or move on from old BTR. But, uh, Mike, it's good to be back. And, and as always, for everybody listening at home, the big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, 30-0. and 0, Your Wildcats are Mr. Michael Trent. Mikey, you're going to the big game tomorrow to seal the yes, deal sir. for your Kentucky Wildcats. Hey, man, uh, first off, uh, good to talk to you, Scott. Uh, good to have uh, the entire crew with us again. It's, it's, it's great, to, uh, great to be back and uh, doing things the way we like to do them. Uh, Big Blue Nation's uh, feeling good about themselves, but, uh, you know, there's just uh, some other games that need to, we need to take care of. But it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game, getting, getting to go with uh, a friend of mine. And as it turns out, there's going to be uh, another couple of, six or eight other people from Brandenburg that's going. So we're, we're looking forward to a good time. But, uh, you know, just take care of business and move on to the bigger prize. Let's get the uh, particulars out of the way first. If you want to call up the show, the number is 347-324-5404. That's the number. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Red Blue Radio. And, of course, our Red Blue Radio inbox, redblueradio at gmail.com. So there you go. There's the particulars. And we've got a lot going on already uh, first of all, thank you to everybody uh, in the chat room, the crew. Uh, we appreciate you being here every week, kicking bass, mint. Uh, it, it's always nice to see the familiar names in here, and hopefully the chat room holds up. We've been having problems with the chat room as well. Uh, but, Mike, we want to thank Scout, too. Uh, Scout is a big part of this promotion. They they kind of fell in love with what we were doing uh, with Red versus Blue, with the Fantasy Football World Championships, 
Uh, with that toolbox, everything that we were doing, Scout said, we want to be part of that, and we want to help you blow it up and present it to the world, and it's a really exciting time because they've even challenged us, Mike. It's interesting to, 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 to really get a handle on this because we said, man, this is going to be great. We're going to push out and do this. Uh, with this plan, right, to push out uh, the FFWC and grow it, you know, at our nice little pace. And right. Scott came along and said, you need to think big. <laughs> think big and right. let, let's share this experience with the world because there's not enough people in the world that have heard about the FFWC, that have heard about Red versus Blue, that have heard about uh, FF Toolbox and the, and the World Championships. The world needs to hear about it. And so – how? What's the best way to go about that? And then you start to think, well, shoot, if you can get the advertising dollars, television is the best way. Next would be radio still, and serious radio, which we now have. And it's interesting, we right. got that serious radio show for everybody at home. Dr. Roto and Tommy G came to scout. We, we, I, I wanted the best. I wanted the best on the radio, and I wanted the best daily player. You put those two together, and you have the scout fantasy show, the scout fantasy sports show, every night at midnight on Sirius within Three weeks of being on that show, I'm sorry, within five weeks of being on Sirius, Dr. Roto and Tommy G, the Scout Fantasy Sports Show, was nominated for the best radio show of the year by the Fantasy wow. Sports Trade Association, which was a testament. We didn't win that award, but hey, within five weeks, out of hundreds of shows on the channel and throughout the country, to be nominated within five weeks uh, and only five nominations. Uh, it was an incredible testament to what we saw and what I saw and what our team saw in Dr. Roto, Tommy G, and the, the ability to bring in all the best guests in the world, the best high-stakes players, Mikey, the scout publishers, yeah. which really bring a nice kick and, and the nice insider angle inside the locker room, credentialed reporters coming to that show. It's uh, Man, it's just such an exciting time to be here. I can't wait to make our announcements for this year's uh, World Championship. Yeah, that's awesome, Scott. You know, just uh... – it's what happens when uh, when a good team and uh, everybody comes together, and that that sounds you know that's just great, that's just great stuff. And uh, they bring a they bring a ton of, of uh, information and uh, things that uh, the entire uh, fantasy football uh, community can uh, understand and build off of. So that, that's good, good deal. Uh, you need it broken down as a simple way as possible, and I think we that's one thing that we're good at is we're. Good. We're good at delivering that information in a simple, clean way at ScoutFantasy.com. Uh, make sure you go to ScoutFantasy.com. There's still a promotional code. If you're not a member yet, you can get three months for the price of one when you use the code REDBLUE3. That's the, that's the only advertisement that I'll have on this show. It's a code for our listeners, REDBLUE3. Uh, I do want to announce an exciting announcement. Sean Childs has signed his Scout contract. Sean Childs is now a member right. of Scout Fantasy, and the baseball content that he is bringing he's, out he's is absolutely yep. unbelievable and unmatched. He's the eighth-ranked player in the world, according to yep. the NFFC. Uh, KJ Duke has been working on high-stakes baseball rankings for years, and he has accumulated all the statistics in a very fair and transparent way, and they have Sean Childs ranked as the eighth-ranked fantasy player in the world. And that's a real testament to Sean, what he's able to do, and the amount of research that he's put into every single team, like 4,000 to 5,000 words yeah. on every single team, breaking down every single player in MLB, and it really gets you fine-tuned for your draft. And he's going to be doing it I, all season long. Yes, and Scott, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've already checked out some of the stuff, and it's outstanding. You know, I followed uh, Sean for uh, – Gosh, the last two or three years because I'm a I'm a big baseball fan and uh, mm -hmm. we got a uh, matter of fact we got a draft coming up here in about three weeks. Uh, nice. Toward 
you know, toward the end of uh, spring training, and uh, right. it's uh, it's going to be cool. And I'm going to use a lot of his stuff because it's it's quality. I mean, it's really good stuff. So, look forward to it. Yep, he's going to be pro- providing weekly rankings, which are totally in depth with lots of projections. He's going to pro- produce uh, waiver wires and a couple of other cool articles every single week of the season. He's a big part of what Scout Fantasy is going to be doing in baseball, and then. Hopefully we can get uh, we can move him over and get a get a football contract put in front of him because he is the man when it comes to football as well. So we definitely will get uh, Sean on to join us soon. Uh, obviously throughout the year we'll have Doc and Tommy, Liz Lozo will be back for football, I'm sure. And uh, the the team is really rounding up and, and it's exciting. It's just exciting to be part of. We're going up. We were in Seattle last week for our annual conference, and to hear what Scout is doing and the the leadership team that we put together. Uh, it's fantastic to be a part of. I'm honored to be a, a small part of that and representing fantasy. We were able to get up there. There was 30 of us in the room. We all went around the room, and our CEO, Jim Hackman, said, listen, I know this might take a while, and I know we, we've got a lot of numbers to show and get to and everything with profitability and, and all good stuff, but I want everybody to get up in this room, stand up for two minutes, tell everybody what your, what, what your past was, why you decided to come to Scout, and what you plan on doing here. And we went all the way around the room. It was a really cool moment to really cool. get to know the people that, you know, are helping build this company and driving this thing uh, to the success that we know it will be, uh, that it already is. It is smashing, by the way. There's one key metric that all the advertisers look at, and it's time on site. Time on site. Average time on Scout per visit, per user. Scout is smashing, smashing all of our competitors. I mean, you'll, and you'll, know, you'll recognize it's all good. the names, the ESPNs, the CBSs, the Yahoos. All of them are being smashed right now because of time on site, because the content that we're giving is genuine, it's credible, it's not the BS stuff that you click it, it's called link bait, you know, where you click a headline and you're like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. cool, you click it, and then it takes you to a slideshow, or it takes you to some short little blurb that's worthless. Or it was, no, uh, it was you go to scout, you, you go switch. directly. Yeah, you go directly to the experts, and everything yeah. we have at Scout is experts. So it doesn't matter what site you go to or where you go, there's a credentialed reporter somewhere that is representing that, uh, that site uh, or hope we hope to have representing that site. So uh, w- w- they don't play around, and, and that's why they wanted uh, the FFWC, the World Championships, and have a toolbox for the expert opinions. Uh, okay, let's get to it, Mike. We have a draft to get to tonight. We have lots of trades and free agency that hasn't even started yet, but it's already ready to explode. So today what we had was the big news that Brandon Marshall – <laughs> the wide receiver with the storied pass, the connections to Jay Cutler, uh, former Dolphin, former Bronco, was traded to the New York Jets for a fifth-round pick. Now, I know what you're going to say, Mike. Oh, the Jets, that's where the players go to die. But i got to tell you, this is not Rex Ryan's team anymore. Uh, this is Todd Bowles' team. And Todd Bowles, when I, when I spoke to him at the Combine, which was so cool, uh, he's expecting a, a very balanced attack on offense not just run, but a running and passing attack. You have Eric Decker, you have Jeremy Curley, you have Jason Morrow, the rookie, the second-year guy now, and you'll have Brandon Marshall. Marshall and Decker, nice combination there. The question is, who's going to throw him the ball? And when, he, when Todd Bowles was asked about Geno Smith at the combine, he said, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I haven't been able. We're not allowed by the rules to sit down and talk to the player. So until I sit down and talk to Geno, he looks good on tape. He, he, you know, he looks great. But until I sit down and talk to him, I don't know what he knows and what he doesn't know, what he can and can't understand, and how if he can run this offense. And so that has to happen first. Once that happens, we'll know if the Jets have to go in a new direction and find a quarterback in the draft. 
maybe find a quarterback in uh, through a trade, like I've heard a lot of Nick Foles rumors, right? So what do you think about this? That's what I've been hearing. Yep. Uh, well, they wouldn't have made this trade for Marshall if there isn't a plan in place. Uh, if they don't believe that uh, Geno Smith is a guy, then they probably wouldn't have brought Brandon Marshall in. However, I still feel like Nick Foles is waiting in the wings, and uh, he will become a New York Jet. Uh, you Now, this, this is hypothetical here, but if you bring in Nick Foles – along with Brandon Marshall and uh, Eric Decker, Jeremy Curley. I mean, there's some exciting things that could be happening. I mean, big-time exciting things. Um, If Nick Foles doesn't happen, I'm not sold on Geno, and I think this could be a train wreck. Uh, You know, Geno had a pretty good end of the season. Do you remember that? He had a a, a pretty respectable league, uh, a pretty respectable finish. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to hear to see what direction they do go in. That'll, that'll be that'll be interesting uh, to me. Uh, but when you look at his last couple of games, let, let's let's take a look at them together, Mike, just real quick, and then we'll move on because I don't want to make this the Geno Smith show uh, by any way. No, no, form. this is a, this is an important thing for uh, New York Jets and New York Jets fans. This could be a good thing. Go ahead. Last last four games of the season, he scored a touchdown in every game. Uh, looks like he had pretty respectable uh, ground attack every day, you know, 30, 40 yards, 20 yards. Uh, week 14 against Minnesota, 18 for 29, 254 and a touch. At Tennessee, 16 for 28, 179 and a touch. And, again, this is, this is, this is a, a, you know, a young quarterback. New England, 17 of 27, 210 and a touch. And then at Miami last week of the year, 20 of 25, 358 and three. Now I don't know where that came from, but 20 of 25, 358 and three for the last week. Now Miami probably had, had – uh, you know, packed it in, but there was right. a little bit of a sign of uh, a sign of promise there uh, at the end of the season. Whether or not he can, you know, withstand that uh, and and be better in a Todd Bowles offense is yet to be seen. I hope to God that you know, as a as a former Jets fan and still recovering, I hope they they don't pass on Mariota. To be honest with you, I mean, whoa, 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 I, I would whoa, whoa, whoa. like to see what Bowles could do with the draft picks uh, if the Eagles were willing to move up. But I don't want Nick Foles in a in a draft pick. I I, I think. I think you have a chance at a, at a franchise potential franchise quarterback. You take it. I just think that's the way you do things, right? There's only two potential franchise quarterbacks that are being drafted that way in the draft in the top five picks. I think you need to take one. If you're the Jets. Well, first off, yeah. First off, uh, what do you mean former Jets fan? Once a fan, always I gave, a fan, I, man. I, I gave them up for. I had to for my kids, man. I had. I, I, I mean, you know, come on. I got kids. I live in Indianapolis. I mean, I don't want them getting picked on at school, you know, sporting dad team. Oh, um, well, you, you you won't get picked on at school. You're going to get picked on on, the, on this show. You don't ever give up your team. Oh, man. Oh, let me tell you. Let's move on. Move on, Thomas. Marshall, let, let's talk about real quick. One thing that I brought up on the uh, on the forums at um, – uh, on Scout Fantasy, I brought it up the forums. I, I said players' stocks up and down. I want, to, I want you to tell me, Mike, stocks up and down of the players around and sur- surrounding and involved in the Brandon Marshall trade. Are you ready? Here we go. Brandon Marshall okay. stock, up or down? Uh, I say it goes down. It's down, yeah, definitely down. You don't have Jay Cutler anymore. Eric Decker value? Uh, down. 
I say up. Now, this is an interesting one. I think the common sentiment would be down. He's not a number one anymore. I think Decker flourishes as a number two wide receiver more so than he would against a challenging number one number one cornerback. I think Decker's value goes up slightly in Dynasty. Geno Smith's value, eh, kind of unchanged, but I would argue a little bit up. Yeah, I, w- I would say a little bit up, but, you know, I kind of uh, related to Decker. I mean, it was so bad last year. I mean, it's it's got to go up, but – yeah, uh, Percy Harvin now has up. been Percy has now been cut, so he's irrelevant in the discussion. Alshon Jeffrey value has to be uh, has to be up. We are way up. Marquez Wilson's value, uh, the the hero for our, our buddy Drew Dinkmeyer, won a million dollars because of the Marquez Wilson trade late in the season. I that that value is definitely up. Do you see him as the number two in Chicago with Alshon Jeffrey? Yeah, very possibly, unless they go do something here in the next few weeks, and that could happen. Yeah, they they could definitely address it in the draft or through free agency. Uh, Marquez yeah. Wilson's value is up, and Jay Cutler's value definitely down. Definitely, definitely down. Yeah, uh, Jay Cutler's Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, well, the word is on the street, and we'll talk about that too in our rumors section, but uh, it sounds like uh, that the Bears have made it known that Cutler is on the block and available, and they're listening for all offers for Jay Cutler. I think they just want to move in a, a new direction there. So interesting Brandon Marshall trade. Look, the Jets got him for a fifth-round pick. That's a nice that's a nice one of a nice early move for Todd Bowles and company to get Brandon Marshall for a fifth-round pick. There's no salary attachments to it. They're going to be in good shape against the cap next year, and they can release him and, and not or not have to sign him next year. So it's a one-year type of type of thing. So very good move for them. I, I applaud them on I, their first big move. I, you know, I think it is a good move. Uh, you know, it's uh, why why not take the risk? Uh, because there's a there's some risk involved. Let's face it, Brandon Marshall. You know, he's got he's got some baggage coming along with him. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's like. It's a fifth-round freaking pick. I mean, we're we're going to give us – let's let's take a home run shot here and see what happens. Uh, Brothers Mayhem says, Amaro stock up, too, in my opinion. I agree. Jason Morrow is definitely a good buy-low candidate that I'm trying to go after in several leagues and the leagues that I do need a tight end. I think Amaro is a nice buy-low. He, he didn't have a good rookie year, uh, obviously, with the Jets and that team with some injuries as well. Stock was much higher going into the year. This is the time for good dynasty owners – to pounce on players that have good pedigree. Remember, pedigree is important. Uh, Kicking bats, hope so. Brothers, I traded Andre Johnson for Amaro last week. Nicely done, my man. Okay, now we look at Shady McCoy. Yeah, huh? <laughs> and I don't know if, I don't know everybody at home, if you haven't done it yet, uh, just type in hilarious Eagles fan and watch that video after. I, I apologize in advance for the, uh, the vulgarity and the, um, the foul language. But it sums up how I would feel if I were an Eagles fan. This guy absolutely loses it. He's he's not only seen Deshaun Jackson go last year, now he sees LaShawn McCoy, quote-unquote, their best player on the team. Uh, You get rid of Shady McCoy uh, in a a defensive kind of a move, so uh, for a defensive player that didn't play a single snap last year. So, Mike, what did you think? Where were you at? What did you think about the whole LaShawn McCoy move? Okay. Uh, I was at work. And uh, I have a very good friend of mine, Lynn Morris. Uh, he He's a big Philly fan, always has been. And I get this text uh, about, I don't know, about 6.30 the other day. said, uh, Philly traded Shady McCoy to the Bills. I went, LOL. All right, so really? And he's like, no, really, they did. 
I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) this doesn't make sense. Uh, I don't know what Kelly's trying to do. Uh, Poke? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I, I was shocked. I I, I mean, I was totally shocked. Uh, And, uh, you know, I I mean, he's going to fit in Buffalo. I I think Sadie will fit in Buffalo fine, but Philly fan, they have to be pissed off. They got to be wondering what the heck is going on here. What what are we doing? Well, uh, what they're doing is they uh, they tendered running back Chris Polk at one point six million. So <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, they're saving a lot of money. With the, that combined with the four million dollars that Darren Sproles will cost against the cap means the top two running backs on the depth chart cost about a total of five point seven mil. Um, it remains to be seen whether Philly, which has cleared a huge amount of cap space this week, will add another free agent running back. At the moment, it's Sproles and Polk. They're the one-two punch. And, and you know, it's interesting. With a, team, with a coach like Chip Kelly, he could, he could make that work. He could make that work because, you know, the run game is not the, uh, the, the, the thing for him, right? He, he wants to go with the no, four-five wide and the crazy formations and get the, uh, get the wide receivers out in space, and we'll see what they could do. And McCoy is such a weapon, though. I mean, for them to um, – Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Scott. I mean, you know, uh, since Chip Kelly took over, I mean, he had uh, he had a year or so and it's starting to be on the decline. And he he don't need to be giving away the best talented player on that freaking team. uh, Trade him up. I I don't know. It just it didn't make sense to me. It just didn't make sense. Deshaun Jackson, I can understand. Shady, no, I, I can't understand Eagles, this one. The Eagles have had really good running backs over the years. If you remember, we we uh, we we dynasty owners go back here to remember Deuce Staley, uh, Brian yep. Westbrook, the Westbrook I drafted with the last pick in my PDFFL league, Richest Fireman League, uh, the last pick in a startup dynasty draft, a thirty round startup dynasty draft. I took Brian Westbrook with the very last pick. Nobody wanted him. Nobody had heard of him. He wasn't what a star he became. Then you had LaShawn McCoy, who I, I, I actually traded for in a deve- – or I picked up in a developmental draft uh, in one of my backyard leagues. But let's think about the free agents that may be coming their way. New Orleans' Mark Ingram has been rumored, as well as C.J. Spiller. Both have been to Pro Bowls. Neither one are the, like the big fish if they were to get DeMarco Murray. So Murray, Spiller – uh, Mark Ingram, can you kind of see why they did this? Because you can get inexpensive alternatives to McCoy, save a lot of money, uh, and get a yeah. player that they can probably hold the fort down. I mean, Spiller, Ingram, Murray, all three of those. Murray's Murray's not going to uh, save any money, but uh, you know, so I, I can, I can, yeah, I can see Spiller and Ingram, but uh, <laughs> I mean, are you, are you, do you want to win championships or save money? At the same time, that's hard to do. Which, which one yeah. do you want to do? Uh, you know, oh. I, I feel like at their at their situation right now, they were probably almost good enough to win championships. But right now, they're saying, "Okay, look, we're not going to win a championship this year. We're going to save money if we get a veteran back that happens to you know catch fire for us. Then we'll roll with it. If not, if they don't catch fire, then." We're just going to continue to rebuild a little bit and uh, wait for sixteen, seventeen, and 2018 maybe. Uh, by the way, there were a couple of comments in um, in the chat room I wanted to bring up. Experto said that um, 
that Philly and the Jets would make that trade. Philly would uh, send Foles a first and a second to the Jets. That's his prediction. And then interactive fantasy football in the chat room, he says he loot to Philly with a question mark. And I like that because that's a nice swap for dirt cheap. You know, Healy just hasn't had the type of team. Uh, but you put him on the Eagles team, he could be awfully dangerous in that offense. Now, of course, look, there's tons of great rookie running backs coming into this league. We talked about those the last couple yeah. of weeks. I'm not talking about those right now. But he moved to the Skins or he moved to the Eagles. I like that. I think that's a good fit. I think it's a real good fit. I mean, other guys would be Frank Gore, Ryan Matthews, Justin Forsett. But I don't like those as a fit as much as I like he I really like the interactive fantasy football. Welcome to Red versus Blue. Okay, let's let's move on, Mike. Uh, that was that's a big deal. Shady McCoy in Buffalo for Rex Ryan. Let's let's talk about that for two seconds. Rex Ryan gets his guy. You know, that's he's a ground and pound kind of guy, and he makes a big splash and has his cornerstone back to last him. What another four years, right? I mean, Shady McCoy will be around for a while, yeah. so. That, that should be a – you have McCoy along with those receivers in Sammy Watkins. They need a quarterback. They've got a quarterback problem of their own. That, they need to you know, that, they've got that, a heck team's, of a that team's becoming dangerous. Yeah. Well, they're in there against the Patriots, so they have to, they have to uh, get something going if they want to win that division. But it'll be nice to see McCoy in the AFC East competing uh, in, against the AFC, uh, the Patriots, twice a year. That'll be kind of nice. Uh, those were the two big deals, Mike. And then we had some other stories that were also happened this week. For example, Peyton Manning returns to Denver. And I yes. don't think that was really much of a question, but there was a little bit of doubt that maybe it was time to hang him up. He's going to give it one more go. And I know John Elway's excited about that because you don't want to turn it over um, to the kid. Uh, what's his name? Somebody in the chat room gets uh, gets a free scout fantasy credit. To, uh, tell me. Brock. Uh, Brock. Mike got it. Mike stole it from the chat room. Oh, you stole you stole Osweiler from the chat room, man. That's terrible. Uh, MJD retires this week, and we had a nice little uh, tribute uh, article on MJD. The ultimate on fantasy MC. football guy. He was. He was. He's I the drafted, ultimate fantasy um, football guy. Yeah, I've had a lot of good memories and wins with MJD. I've won a lot of titles with MJD. Uh, I drafted him with the 12th pick in a rookie draft. That's how far he was falling the year he came out. And he wasn't Maurice Jones-Drew then. He was just Maurice Drew. Remember, he was Maurice Drew from UCLA. He came out in the same year as Mercedes Lewis, both from UCLA. And it was a very good draft class that year that Maurice Jones-Drew came out. And so it became became a, a, a situation where MJD continued to fall in the draft. And so it, it was one of those years where you're like, wow, uh, I, I'm just going to have to take the value as it comes to me, right? And so when MJD fell in the draft, let's see, where, what year was that? Uh, to, 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 let me pull it up here. Here we go, 2006. Well, the, what, here we well, go. Hey, Scott, while you're pulling that up, uh, the, the reason I say he's the ultimate fantasy football uh, guy is because yep. he is one of the first ones that embraced fantasy football and participated in fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, he did. He he has that show, and hopefully he'll uh, extend that career in fantasy and continue to do some good things yeah. now that he is off the field. I, I scratched that. He, I took him with the 11th pick overall. Listen to the uh, the 10 players taken in front of him in the rookie draft, in the dynasty rookie draft from 2006. Reggie Bush was the number one pick. D'Angelo Williams was the two. Lawrence Maroney was the three. And I know a lot, And I took Lawrence Maroney at three wow. there. 
I really wanted D'Angelo Williams, but uh, he went at two. I took Maroney at three. Lendale White was at four. Joseph Adai turned out to be a heck of a fantasy pick at five because he ended up with Peyton Manning in the Colts. Matt Leiner, this was a quarterback heavy league. Matt Leiner at six. Vernon Davis at seven. Jay Cutler at eight. Vince Young at nine. Santonio Holmes at ten. And then I took Maurice Jones-Drew at 11, Jarius Norwood, Greg Jennings, Chad Jackson, Sonoris Moss rounded out those next uh, couple of picks. They're interesting look-backs. I love looking back at Dynasty rookie drafts. Uh, Mike, here we go. Marshawn Lynch gets a new deal to stay. Oh, by the way, let's go back real quick. Sorry. MJD retires uh, in Oakland. We already knew that Latavius Murray is going to be the going to be the, the they're going to give him every shot in the world. To, uh, to be the man there. And I looked at this trendsetter draft that we're going to talk about. Latavius Murray went in the uh, the fourth round of a 14-team draft at 4-4. He went after Carlos Hyde and before Giovanni Bernard. What do you think about that? Would you take him after that's, Carlos uh, Hyde? Yeah, you or know before? what? Uh, that's I would say uh, – I would go before Carlos Hyde on that, uh, I, but you know there, there's just different the uh, different that. angles. I want to hear the chat room. Carlos Hyde or Latavius Murray in your redraft, and then Latavius Murray or Giovanni Bernard. You know everybody that was Jeremy Hill being drafted to Cincinnati was a bone crushing uh, defeat for Giovanni Bernard because we really wanted him to have. Jeremy. You're not kidding. But at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, they kind of kill each other. Everybody's pumped up right now on Jeremy Hill. That guy cannot beat Giovanni Bernard in fantasy points. I'm telling you right now, in a PPR league, well, Jeremy Hill cannot beat Giovanni Bernard, period, point blank, end of story. It's over. It doesn't matter. Gio will get his four or five receptions. He'll probably have almost as many touchdowns, and he'll do it on a lot less touches. I'm just telling you, there's no way mathematically Jeremy Hill is going to outscore Giovanni Bernard, and and Jeremy Hill's going to be drafted way over Gio in most drafts. Scott, I've been looking at uh, my teams, and uh, you know, in uh, dynasty teams, I, I have Gio on a on a bunch of them, and yeah, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm hoping Jeremy doesn't steal it, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking the same sentiments you are right now, PPR. Yeah. Geo is still going to be the guy. He's still going to be the guy that's going to get that little flare and uh, bust it for thirty or or what have you. And uh, you right. know that's that, that's a bunch of points right there. So, uh, uh, but uh, man, Jeremy's he's sure taking up a chunk of uh, chunk of goal line stuff. And so I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to stick with Geo and uh, hope hope it works out for the best. Well, look, Gio missed some time. Gio missed some time this year. And then the 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 Bengals really didn't understand and try to figure out how to, how they wanted to use these guys. They were trying to figure that out together. Uh, Gio did go through a drought of touchdowns there uh, with that injury, uh, starting at about week eight, went all the way to about week 16. Uh, but a healthy Giovanni Bernard, there's no way he should catch under 50 balls. And when you, when you put in his, you know, eight – eight touchdowns or so that he's going to get regardless of because he's such a dual threat. And he'll have, he'll have over 1,000 yards rushing, receiving combined. Jeremy Hill has to have a 12-15 touchdown year to really compete 
with a healthy Giovanni Bernard. Now, look, injuries, injuries, whatever, you know, that's fine. And, and, and Jeremy has some monster games. But 140 yards, let me just remember, 140 yards is 14 fantasy points. You can get 14 yeah. fantasy points on, you know, five catches for uh, 80, you know, 80, 90 yards, 90 yards combined. You know, and he's going to have rushing. Gio's going to have 30 here, 60 there. You know, that's going to be – that's going to equal the same thing. So, uh, I do like Jeremy Hill. I just think – and I love – I'm not making it – I like Jeremy Hill. I just think that he's being drafted way too high. Look, in the, in the trendsetters draft, Jeremy Hill went 2-8, okay? 2-8. That's early. And when you can get backs in the fourth round like Latavius Murray and Carlos Hyde in the fourth? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I would that's, take Latavius Murray – Latavius Murray is uh, – he's no joke. Carlos Hyde, I, you know, Scott, I think he's in a situation uh, – I'm scared of that San Francisco situation and what's going on. Uh, but Latavius yeah. Murray, sure, I'd, I'd take him over Jeremy Hill right now. I, I really would. Oh, I don't think there's anything to be wrong with uh, Carlos Hyde. Look, Frank Gore ran 250 times at 4.3 yards to carry behind that offensive line. You put Carlos Hyde behind that same offensive line all day long, think about what that guy's going to do, man. Yeah, oh. but there is so, there is so much uh, uncertainty with that entire team, uh, from the coaching staff all the way down. There, there's so much uncertainty. I, I can't trust any of them. No way. Yeah, give me, Car- give me Carlos Hyde a lot this year, a lot. I will not be afraid to, to take him. It will be interesting to see what he does catching the ball out of the backfield. Anybody in the chat room, can you give us some comments about Jer- uh, about uh, Carlos Hyde and his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield? Would love to hear some takes in the chat room from some of the best minds yeah. in high-stakes fantasy football. By the way, I'm buying Ellington everywhere I can buy him. Um, absolutely love that kid. think he is still the future of Arizona. And listening to, like what I said uh, uh, last week, a couple weeks ago when I was at the Combine, and Bruce Arian said, we're going to build around Andre Ellington. He's still the focal point of our offense. Love hearing that from a head coach, uh, especially for from an Andre Ellington. They just need to make sure, get him healthy. He was uh, he was on his way to a really good year. You know, he missed, what, uh, five or six games at the end of the year? Had 46 catches. Yeah. I love that in my PPR league. That's the kind of player, that's the kind of player I want. Um, Experto says Hyde can catch. Uh, AJ McCarron's is five times the quarterback Dalton is. Eh, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch gets a new deal to stay with the Hawks, Mike. So it sounds like Beast Mode is back in Seattle. Uh, if you're an owner of Christine Michael, what do you do? Chat room, I want to hear from you. What do you do with Christine Michael? Do you buy? Do you sell? Do you hold? What do you do, Mike? Uh, I'm gonna buy, and the reason I'm gonna do that is because I think he's still young enough. Uh, because this might be Lynch's last year. And the reason I say that is because the dude wants out of the NFL. He he can't stand the structure. He can't stand anything about it. Uh, he loves playing the game. He's a smart guy, but he's, he's over it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm buying Christian Michael. Championship run. AJ is in the chat. Welcome, my man. Glad to see you here. Hope you're, hope you're safe. Uh, Championship run is a hold. He says he's a hold from uh, Christian Michael. And I, I got to tell you, I'm I've got a lot of patience, right? I, I do have a lot of patience, but I'm I'm to the point now where I'm I'm almost looking to see what kind of values out there. I, I need to test the waters on Christian Michael and see what's kind of out there. Look, if somebody offers me 
And, you know, somebody that's weak at running back typically, or somebody that's looking for a running back typically is thin at running back. So you're not going to get a running back in return. You're going to get a wide receiver in return. But if somebody offered me – or a draft pick, right. Uh, If somebody offered me – by the way, I cut Ruben Randall this week, and I'll tell you more about that. But if somebody offered me Kenny Stills, would that be enough to get Christine Michael? Um, No. No? What about Jordan Matthews? I would say hell yes for Jordan Matthews. How about Chris Matthews? (laughs) No. 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 You know, I did get an offer, an interesting offer the other other day, Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. Oh, that would be. It wasn't wasn't me. I I review a lot of the trades on the Dynasty boards. It was Jordan Matthews and Brandon Cooks for Demarius Thomas. Who won in that trade? Mm. Isn't that interesting? That's yeah. a heck of a trade for both teams. One team is getting Demarius and going to make a run probably with that guy, right? The other guy yeah. is getting Jordan Matthews. And he turned, he, he's doing a two-for-one, Matthews and Brandon Cooks. Yeah. That's a heck of a trade. That's a heck of a trade. Um, you can review all of the Dynasty trades and then some over on the Scout Fantasy message boards. Go to the forums, click on the Dynasty threads, and you can see all the trades. And we also That's have fun. Dynasty Orphan teams available. They're $299. Uh, I've even discounted some of them to $199. So you're getting a Dynasty team that you can rebuild for a discounted price. And there's still, what, 2400 in league prizes in every single league. And uh, and then we have a uh, we have a grand prize of very likely ten grand this year for the uh, for the dynasty world champion. So Just, we will be doing some startup drafts after the NFL draft. Well, those will be available here soon to sign up and and and, and take a uh, a new startup team. But for now, there's some orphans that need homes, and you can find those on the dynasty forum message board, Mike. Yeah, just to interject, I, you know, I, I'll go on there every once in a while and just check out some of the trades that have been made. And, you know, they're fun, yeah. uh, they're interactive, and, and they're very competitive. And that's what I love, I, you know, just seeing fun, competitive trades and uh, seeing how they turn out. And I'm going, well, okay, I don't like this trade, but I do like this trade. And, you know, and but then again, on the other side, you, you, you never know what's going to happen in 2015-16. So, one trade may look good to me, but it may end up being a bad deal for somebody else or, you know, vice versa. So that's what it's all about. Here's another, here's another one, Mike. Joyce Bell and the 1-2 rookie pick were traded. That's a massive combo. Joyce Bell and the 1-2. I mean, you're talking about Gurley, Gordon, or Amari Cooper there yep. with that 1-2 with Joyce Bell. And this guy is only, this guy is getting Devontae Adams and Jeff Janis. Wow. You gave up Joyce uh, Bell and the one-two for Devonte Adams and Jeff Janis, and, and at first I said, "Wow, did that guy get hosed or what? Did he make out like a?" And the other guy made out like a bandit. But who am I to judge? Well, right? the future of Aaron Rodgers could be Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams, exactly. It could be two of those guys. You could have, you know, with with a Jordy Nelson injury, you're sitting there with Janice and Adams, and they're probably the two starters. I do think that the Packers will bring somebody in because you can't have Aaron Rodgers as your no. quarterback and not massively load him up with, at the wide receiver position. So they're going to lose Randall Cobb. I think we all agree on that. 
they balked at the ten million dollar offer, uh, the ask that he made, and it yeah, sounds he's like gonna, the Raiders are going to make a serious it's gonna be a Raider. run. They're going to make a, a serious Raider. run at him and Julius Thomas. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But there's a lot of interesting trades there. On that one, I, there's no way I, I, I give up Joyce Bell and one two overall for for that. Uh, I need. I, need I couldn't do that either. On. I mean that that's uh, that's three. You know, I, I know it's three for two players, but it's really three for one. But you're giving Here's up one. one Jarvis one. Landry for the one nine wow. rookie pick. Which one you like there? I love Jarvis Landry. Juice Landry for the one nine. Say. Give me Juice Landry all day long. No, you're getting a great player at the one nine. Don't get me wrong. This year's rookie class, we talked about it. There are absolute studs at the wide receiver and running back position. So after your after your uh, your wide receivers. Uh, with Cooper and White and Parker uh, and uh, Beckham, that's four wide receivers right there that are going to be absolute monsters. Right. You've got, you've got at least five running backs there that look like they're going to be monsters. Yeah. Uh, so and, and that's just the scraping the uh, surface there on the wide receivers. I, I don't. I don't even mind trading down. I did that uh, earlier this week and uh, won the hyper leagues and won a Ryan McDowell's leagues. Uh, I traded down and gained Pope. Mm-hmm. I lost three spots in the third round. I went from three six to three nine, and gained Chris Pope. I'm like, okay, nice. well this this draft is that deep. It really is that I feel like, okay, I'll give up three spots and I'll pick up Chris Pope. Hey, I like that. That's a that's a, that's a nice deal. Having a problem loading up my draft ranks here. I don't know what's going on. Um, I want to look into that here in a little bit. Um, okay, yeah, that was there was some, there but, was some but good it's, a very, it's a very deep class, Scott. I mean, I mean there, you, you're right. I mean, there's tons of wide receivers. Now, don't get me wrong; it's not going to be the class of wide receivers that we saw last year. But as far as depth, yeah. there's a lot of depth there. Yeah, everybody keeps saying that. And I, okay, uh, here's one: Allen Robinson for the one four and the three four. The Allen Robinson love fest continues. I mean, hmm. I've seen a lot of trades for Allen Robinson this year that have been absolutely shock, shocking. And, you know, I'd love to hear the chat room. Are you buying Allen Robinson? What we saw last year with Blake Bortles, you think Allen Robinson or Marquise Lee has the bigger year next year, Mike? Wow. Uh, man. I would say Lee. He, he's out the door. I would say Lee. I, I really like uh, I, I like Lee's opportunities. Uh, I like the way he uh, finished the year. Uh, I would say Marcus Lee. It's going to be interesting. I don't know which way to go there. I'm very undecided on Lee or Robinson because I like them both. I really like them both. I think they could both be legitimate fantasy weapons uh, for, for, for redraft and for dynasty. So, I like but it is Jacksonville, so – it is Jacksonville, and that's a good thing for fantasy. <laughs> you know, you're going to be behind. <laughs> you're going to be yeah. behind in the yeah. second half, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, it's a sad day in Indianapolis. Reggie Wayne uh, is no longer an Indianapolis Colt, and he is the embodiment of what the Indianapolis Colts are. He is he is the horseshoe here in Indianapolis, and uh, you can't ask for a better player, a better legacy yeah. than Reggie Wayne. Yeah. I'm interested in the worldview of Reggie Wayne. Here he's a hero. In Indianapolis, he's a hero. But I wonder around the country, and I've got a lot of people from all around the country in this chat room tonight, did Reggie Wayne 
how does he come? What's a word to describe Reggie Wayne for you in the chat room? Because I'm interested. I really am. I mean, Mike, you're in. You live in Kentucky, but you also yes. work in Indiana, so you have some Indianapolis kind of ties, right, to the Colts and Reggie Wayne. Mm, what, give me a not word. really. What's a, what's a word? I know you're a Cowboy fan, but what's a word for you? That one of the first words that comes to mind uh, when you hear Reggie Wayne. Uh, I'm a Cowboys fan, and the first word that comes to my mind is dedication. He's dedicated to the team. He's dedicated to everything. Uh, he's, he's gone through a lot of things throughout the years uh, with Peyton, and uh, but he's always been dedicated to his team and uh, dedication. Uh, I'm participating in the chat room. You know, dedication is a good word. I like Iron Man. Iron Man's a good one because he's he's almost like for for me in the Indianapolis Colts, the people who live here, he's, he's almost like a Peyton Manning type of uh, legacy where. He was somebody you could always count on, almost like Cal Ruby. He's going to play. He's going to suit up. He's going to play through injury. Yep. He's going to he's going to be there. And another word that comes to mind when I hear Reggie Wayne, when I think Reggie Wayne is class. How many problems yep. did you ever get out of Reggie Wayne? None. How many problems on the field? How many arguments? I mean, most in the world of wide receiver and divas for wide receivers, have you ever heard a single problem out of Reggie Wayne? None whatsoever, and and I and I'll tell you another thing, Scott, is uh, when uh, when Marvin Harrison was doing what he was doing at Indy, Reggie was growing up. He grew up under Marvin Harrison, and he didn't do anything like what you just said. There was never a problem. He grew up under Marvin, and then he carried the next step forward. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know that was. It, it was interesting to see, you know, that obviously Marvin Harrison was, when you talk about the big three, it was always Marvin, Edge, and Peyton. Uh, but Reggie picked up that torch and ran with it, man. When Marvin was gone, yep. it was Reggie. And Reggie, uh, he, he leaves a good legacy. The team is now T.Y. Hilton. The team uh, will very likely be uh, saying goodbye to Hockey Knicks, right? They bring in Deron Carter, uh, Chris Carter's son. And they have this kid, Dante Moncrief, who everybody has been trading for. He's yeah. been the most traded and acquired player in the Dynasty Football World Championship. Dante Moncrief is the target of everybody's obsession, right? He's the number one guy that, that could just step into that number one role and be that guy. Uh, he had a he had a couple of shiny moments there, Mike, this year. He he really did. He looked yeah. good. Yeah, I think he could. Uh, he had two thirty-point games, so that's that's pretty good. <laughs> well, and and another thing is Andrew Luck's going to make a lot of them look really well because Andrew Luck is uh, he's his his most solid quarterback as I've seen come along in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they they've got a good foundation there. Um, not sure where they're going with one running back. I mean, if they're going to go ahead and. Pull the trigger. They re signed uh, so. Boom Heron, so, they, so he's back. But you, you don't think that he's going to be the guy uh, going into the no. season. I will I will go ahead and say we can't forget about Adrian Peterson. I know the show is getting a little right. long in the, in the tooth here at 947. But he provided the Vikings with a list of five teams he'd be willing to restructure his current contract with, Mike. Did you hear about Did you read about this? Yeah, five and teams Andy's he'd one be of them. to restructure his contract. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, yep. Indianapolis Colts. Dallas Cowboys, there you Dallas, go. Dallas, oh yeah. San Diego Chargers, and the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
I kind of like that him. would be interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Jameis Winston, Adrian Peterson. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think that's what I'd like to see. If I if I want to see Adrian Peterson finish his career somewhere after a fantastic career in Minnesota, I think I want to see him finish his career in Dallas. I really. Yeah. Do. Be, it, it would have to be with Dallas or uh, Indy. It has yeah, to be one of those yeah, it's yeah. Gotta be, I think it's down to one of those two. I, he's not going to play in Minnesota. We could just we could bet our bottom dollar. It's not going to no, happen. The, the, that's a divorce, and it, it's it's that that won't happen because he feels like that uh, they turned his back on him, and uh, which that's fine, you know, whatever. Uh, but uh, you know, he he won't finish it in Minnesota, but he's still got a couple years left. Don't get me wrong. Right. So. Uh, Kudos to the career of Reggie Wayne. Greg Olson gets a new deal to stay with the Panthers. Niles Paul resigns a three-year deal to stay with the Skins. I know a lot of teams were looking at Niles Paul for their tight end woes, the Atlanta Falcons being one of them. So that's a no-go. Atlanta needs a tight end, man. They really – when Matt Ryan shined and moved those chains, it was Tony Gonzalez, right? And that's why I think they're going to make a serious move. For Julius Thomas, I really, I really do. I think they're going to make a move for Julius Thomas. Uh, Boom Heron and Chris Hogan both resign. And then let's get to the rumor reel, Mike. Uh, the Jets are going to release Harvin. I don't. That's not really a rumor anymore. Or they did. Um, and then we've got the Seahawks floated as a possible fit for Julius Thomas. I don't know. Do they really need uh, the Seahawks need Julius Thomas? I don't. Look, they just don't get the ball. Russell can get it to anybody, right? It's nice, but he just hasn't been able to find a tight end open. Now, Luke Wilson started to set the world on fire there a little bit at the end of the year, but I don't think they – if they could get a Julius Thomas, obviously they would love to do that. They tried to make a run at Jermichael Finley, and he just wasn't healthy enough to play. So they are looking for solutions at the tight end spot. I'm just you here, so I'm going to get fined. Yeah, you did mention Randall Cobb uh, to the Raiders. I think you're right on that. Yeah. I bet you the Raiders yeah. do get Randall Cobb. and. That's just going to be I mean, a mess of wide receivers there. Well, what do you think about Andre Holmes? Scott, he's going to be I'm somewhere sorry. else next year. I'm sorry, who? Andre Holmes, the former Raider wide receiver. I was thinking uh, about the Raiders. Yep, yep. And he no he longer. Be, he, uh, he's he's not going to be a Raider this year, so he's going to go somewhere else. And the question is, where is he, he going to end up? In decent talent. Yeah, he could he, he could be somewhere else. Uh, but I, want, I, I do want to talk about the Raiders a little bit. I mean, with the uh, with Latavius Murray and uh, you know with uh, Derek Carr and these wide yeah. receivers, uh, the, they won't be a joke this year. I, I'm here to tell you, the Raiders will not be a joke like they have been. I, I, I see at least uh, you know seven, eight wins and possibly being in the mix. I, I really do because there's going to be enough weapons and you. Derek Carr, I mean, let's face it, as a rookie, he was a pretty fine rookie. So uh, I, I see some uh, big things happening out of the Raiders. What is the goal? Is the goal for the Raiders to try to scramble up as many former Packer wide receivers as they can? They have James Jones, and now they're going <laughs> to yeah. go ahead and get Randall Cobb. I mean, you're going to get James Jones and Randall Cobb back there. It's like, okay, where's Jordy is missing in here? You know, we need Jermichael Finley yeah. out there or something. No, just, no J- Jordy's know. 2016. Yeah. Yeah, 2015. That's what we're going to get. But, but Andre Holmes uh, is is gone. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen gone. with him. Uh, I, 
I let him go. All right, listen, listen to my – okay, everybody knows I play in the FFPC Dynasty Draft. It's the one league that I am allowed to play in over there. Uh, I ditched yep. – you have to make your cuts down. You have to make your cuts down, uh, your cut downs to 14 skill position players. I mean, it's tough. I mean, for a Dynasty team to cut down to 14 teams, you're really tested every year. It sucks, okay? The one part about it, it sucks. But i got to play somewhere. Uh, I had five guys that I had to cut down to two. I want you to tell me the guys you would have kept. Uh, and this is an FFPC yep. league. Uh, we have Stedman Bailey, Ruben Randall, Kenny Britt, Andre Holmes, and Theo Riddick. I've got five guys. I need to cut three to get down to two. Kenny Britt, Andre Holmes, Ruben Randall, Stedman Bailey, and Theo Riddick. I want you to think about that. I want the chat room to think about that before I tell you what I did. Uh, Mike, what would you have done in that situation? You had to cut two of them, right? I had to cut three. You had to cut three? Uh, Riddick? Randall? Okay. And probably Ritter Holmes. I I, got to keep Bailey. You got to keep Bailey? Uh, Yeah. I got to keep Bailey. Uh, I would go with uh, Kenny Britt. Okay, all right. Well, I uh, well, I got one of them right, according to you. Uh, I did keep Stedman Bailey, and it, it's just one of those gut feelings about that guy. He does yeah. have some really good potential. They have Tavon Austin there, and I really look for Tavon Austin to be a good buy low this year. I think he is. I think Tavon Austin is a good buy low, uh, especially when we didn't get to see him with uh, with Sam Bradford last year, and that was a year that they were. They were supposed to get things going, right? So, right. I would, I would, I would, I would think that. But I went ahead and kept Theo Riddick, Deadman Bailey. Uh, Brothers Mayhem said Riddick and Bailey too. Um, yeah. So I ditched Kenny Britt. I ditched Andre Holmes. Very hard for me to cut. Uh, Kenny Britt was the easy one. Okay. Then yeah. it came down to Andre Holmes, Ruben Randall, Bailey, and Riddick. And I said, you know what? I'm keeping Riddick. Period. Point blank. I'm done. I'm not going to mess around. They cut Reggie Bush. Uh, and it was before they cut. It was before they cut Reggie Bush. Uh, I, I so I was lucky to do that. I, but I was right. Uh, they they do have. There is a place for Theo Riddick to excel in that role for the Detroit Lions. So I kept Theo Riddick. Well, that's And true. then it came down to Britt Holmes, Ruben Randall, Stedman Bailey, and uh, it was very difficult to to cut Andre Holmes, six five type of player. But I'm like, you know, where's he gonna go? And what kind of – is he going to be a big play type of guy? Is he going to be a consistent every week kind of guy? See, I think Bailey could be that every week kind of guy. I don't think Andre yeah, Holmes can. He's no, a big no. play guy. He can make a big catch and an athletic catch. I really like him. But I don't think he can make it week in and week out. And then he, then you get to Ruben Randall. And it's not a guy I wanted to cut. I mean, trust me. If I, if I could have – I should have prepared better and traded him for a draft pick because somebody would have taken him. And he's a keeper for most teams. But when you think about the New York Giants, you've got Beckham already. Yeah. You're getting Victor Cruz back. How often is Ruben Randall going to be a startable option as a number three no. wide receiver? It's unfortunate, but his day may be done. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done. He was very, was very so? disappointing, though. Yeah, it was very disappointing. You put it, you, you thrust him in. A, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to have a year where he was a number two wide receiver to Victor Cruz. And that didn't get a chance to materialize because Cruz got hurt. So he got thrown into the number one role, which is not fair to Ruben Randall to be asked to be the number one now with, 
you know, come on, you're going into the frying pan now against the best right. ones in the world. And now you're trying to – and so you're being judged on that. And Odell Beckham, it made things extremely, you know, nice for him on the other side uh, until everybody kind of figured that out, that, that they needed to be covering Beckham. But it was a very tough cut-down day for me. Uh, let's get on to this trendsetter draft. By the way, if you're not playing in the in the NFFC, it's a great contest. I play in – I'm very vocal and very transparent. I'm a player first. I run a contest as well. Uh, I'd love for you to play at Scout Fantasy. We have leagues starting at $35. We have three games with the Mock Draft World Championship, uh, but the $35 Scout Fantasy League, all the way up to the main events in the big leagues in Vegas. Uh, so definitely please uh, check our games out at Scout Fantasy. But I like playing with the NFFC. I like Greg and Tom. Me and you, Mike, you and I, we yep. played in the NFFC high stakes for years. Yeah, they do uh, a great the job. the Center Draft was, was very interesting. It was a who's who of high stakes leagues. And I can't believe we're running out of time here. Uh, but it was a very good group with Benetti and Jules McLean, Jeff Clampett, Glenn Lowy, Bill Clevenger, Matt Bailey, Bill Wasowski, Mike Santos, Wayne Ellis, Martin Moyer, Rich Dunn, all those guys. Uh, the start of the draft went Le'Veon Bell, Jamal Charles, Eddie Lacy, Odell Beckham, the first wide receiver off the board, before Antonio Brown and before Julio Jones, before Des Bryant, before Demarius, before Jordy. Calvin Johnson was not a first-round pick. He went at 2-3 after A.J. Green. What is yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah, I that's mean, crazy. Really? But, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, Calvin Johnson uh, should be ahead of those guys, especially uh, Shady McCoy. But, uh, of course, uh, in the draft, that was before the McCoy trade. But I don't think yeah. that ma- that matters. So, uh I don't know, Calvin yeah. going a little bit further down, that's that's different. You know, McCoy value is up, okay? He was getting zero catches in that offense for Chip Kelly. He's going to get some right. catches. He's going to get some catches in Buffalo, okay? He's going to be the bell cow. So when you see when you see um, McCoy going at the 2-1 the, the here, two the 15th one. pick overall, right. it'll be higher than that. When you're the bell cow for Buffalo, you'll be you'll be up there a little bit higher than that. Uh, other interesting positional guys that I saw, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is now up there in the middle of the third round. Kelvin Benjamin at 3-6, uh, a nice ascension for him. In that third round, Lamar Miller, Macklin, Watkins, Ellington, Golden Tate, Trey Mason in the third round. Yeah. You don't know if there's a lot of – is there a lot of faith on your side of the table, Mike, uh, for Trey Mason? Uh, yeah, I, I can handle Trey Mason. Okay. I'd like to see. I'd like to see a little more. Um, just a little. I, I don't know. There's. There, it seems like a, a 50-50 split there. Well, we're we're going to continue to see a split of carries in that world. They got three back. They're going to use two of them very heavily. And I guess that's the new world we live in. Unless you're one of the studs. But uh, I also saw C.J. Anderson at the two-four in front of Arian Foster, which I do agree with. I agree with C.J. over Arian Foster. But I also saw Julian Edelman over Alshon Jeffrey. Now, Mike, did those playoff games convince you that Julian Edelman is a second-round pick? Or after no. it gets back to reality next season, is it back to the Gronk and, you know, spread out? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have a hard time uh, in weeks one through 13 of the NFL uh, drafting a Patriot. I just have a hard time doing that. Uh 
uh, whether it's Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, I don't care who it is. Yeah. I have a hard time doing that because of Belichick and the way his system is. It's it's hard to rely on anybody. So uh, you know, I, I I can't do that. I mean, yeah. Julian Edelman, yeah, he he was fine for your buck there in the playoffs and uh, Super Bowl, right. but I can't do it one through thirteen. All right, everybody, we appreciate you being in the chat room. Uh, definitely go to Scout Fantasy. Use the promo code REDBLUE3. Get three months for the price of one. And listen to the Sirius XM show, the Scout Fantasy Sports Show. We've got some big announcements coming for the Fantasy Football World Championship and the online championship partnering with a big, big name. We love you guys. Mike, we'll see you later. All right, take care, man. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.